0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League,
1: powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're talking offensive tackles on today's program, Matt Williamson's top 25 Tackles heading into the 2021 season. I'm Brian Peacock. You can find me on Twitter at bdpeacock. Matt is at Williamson in FL. A lot of talented offensive tackle in the NFL. Matt, I'm looking at your list already, and this was probably a pretty tough one to put together.
1: It was really difficult to put together. I mean, I think that, and I always say this, you know, defensive line is so much more talented than offensive line in the league, and I believe that. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of Good tackles, and you mentioned this yesterday. That were most of them were drafted high. It's a premium position. I mean, there might not be a lot of elite ones, but I could have had thirty-five names probably on this list. Narrowing it down to twenty-five was was tough. So I, I have some can't miss or just misses here that I wanted to throw out there too.
0: And no rookies as well. So there's no Penny Sewell. There's no Rashawn Slater. Right. I don't know if they would make this list anyway, because it's really tough for a rookie to break into this group with so many great players. Who are those near misses for you?
1: I, I really like Wills in Cleveland, but in my guard and tackle list, he's the only one of their starters that didn't make it. I bet he does next year. I mean, um, I, I will say too, when I built, built this list, at this position in particular, long-term... It, it, they're not lifetime achievement awards, but I do credit, you know, bodies of work a little bit more because the consistency here. You know, these guys, these veterans that have done it year after year, I have so much respect for at this position. So Wills didn't make the list. Um, the two just misses happened to both be Buffalo Bills, uh, Dawkins and Williams, are two guys I like a lot, and I just couldn't find a spot for them, so they were just misses for me. Um, Jonah Williams for Cincinnati is another one that body works, not super strong, but I expect him to be on this list next year. Former first round pick, um, Rob Havenstein from the Rams, kind of ugly, doesn't do it real pretty and isn't the prototype athlete, but he's been pretty solid for a lot of years now. Uh, Brian O'Neill, one of my pick guys, he's kind of one of those tight ends turn tackle types. He didn't make the list. So. Pretty good players. I mean, they're not superstars. They're not you know, Hall of Famers, but they were pretty good players. So this position was a little deeper than I thought. That being said, I probably listed, you know, I probably came up with 35 names, including those ones I mentioned. 64 of them have to start every Sunday. So 40 through 64, I bet, isn't real pretty.
0: Yeah, 40 through 64 are the ones you're trying to upgrade with the rookie class and trying to develop some guys, and you got some dirty starters in there, but there's a lot of really good tackles in the NFL as well. You mentioned a the name there, Jonah Williams, and a similar profile for Patriots offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn. Neither one of them has played a ton in the NFL due to injuries. Yeah. Both were undersized tackles coming out of college that people thought maybe they should move into guard but are going to stick at tackle, at least for now. You have Isaiah Wynn coming in at number 25 to start off this list.
1: Yeah, which brings me actually to another name I I meant to mention is an honorable mention is is the big sucker they got from your Niners. Um, Why is his name? Oh, uh, yeah, his
0: his second run there, Trent Brown.
1: Trent Brown. Yeah, Yeah, I, I didn't know where to put him. I have great respect for him when he's right. Um, He did not make my list, and he was a tough one to leave off as well. I mean, do you think he should be on there? You Uh, watch him a lot.
0: It's tough because, yes, Yes. because he's such a good pass protector because of his length and size, but... Also, teams tell you how they feel about a guy, and three teams have already have sent him packing, right. right? So he went from the 49ers to the Patriots to the Raiders back to the Patriots now. So the Patriots must have liked him a little bit. He's so big that he can't really get out on the move all that much, but you also have to orbit the earth to get around him at 6'8", yeah, right. with his 36-inch arms and 350 pounds. So he's not for everybody necessarily, but he is a pretty good player. and yeah, He, he, he would have an argument for being on this list, yeah.
1: Yeah. And some of those guys just in general, Brandon cooks Jadavian Clowney that have been on a lot of teams, but it's not like the new team gave nothing up for them. You know, if they gave first round picks for cooks or gave you know Brown a lot of money, you know, so he's been desired, but then you're hanging around with them like, ah, eh, we could live without this guy too. And he's not for every scheme. Isaiah wins like the total opposite though. I mean, A lot of us thought, boy, he's going to be a really good guard coming out of Georgia, really athletic, Um, but he's held up quite well with tackle. I I think he's only getting better, but he's only been in 18 games and only played 641 snaps last year. So he's only 24. He's ascending. I think this line in New England has a chance to be exceptional. He doesn't look the part, but uh, he's a pretty good football player when he's out there.
0: Number 24, Taylor Luan. That is a name that everybody knows. He's been around for a while. He's played at a high level. He's been there's been some struggles, some inconsistency with uh, the Titans' offensive tackle, Taylor Luan.
1: Yeah, he had a rough year. And a lot of that I think is injuries. Um, only, only played five games this past year, but he's perfect for the Titans. I mean, he's got some nastiness, the lead the way for Derrick Henry. But, you know, he's he's about to turn 30 this month uh, or two months from now, something like that. And coming off a rocky year, you wonder, well, where is he right now in his career?
0: How about this one? Speaking of Trent Brown, who you you, you want the teams to tell you how they how the league feels about a player? Morgan Moses makes your list at number twenty-three. He's not even on a football team right now. He's was not even on was just recently released. Know. They were talking maybe hey. there would be a trade with him, and then he got uh released. It seems like way too important of a position, way too good of a player to be sitting on the street right now.
1: Yeah, I, I think he might get scooped up in the next day or two. I mean, after June first or after June first. Um he's a really solid starting right tackle, sort of the prototypical run behind him, big bodied, you know, not real light on his feet guy. I promise he'll be starting for somebody. He played over 1,100 snaps last year for Washington. And and I don't know if Washington planned on moving on from him. They just kind of lucked into Leno and took you know Cosme in the second round. So added two new tackles in these last couple of weeks and decided we'd rather have the money than Moses right now.
0: It's not real surprising there's a lot of first-round picks on your list, Matt, at this position group, and some of them very high in the first round, like Jake Matthews' tackle from the Atlanta Falcons at 22.
1: Yeah, I mean, if this guy's last name was Peacock or Williamson and was a second-round pick, I think everyone would be like, boy, that was a really good selection. But the Matthews (laughs) name just carries so much weight, and he was an early selection. And I think people look at him and say, he's kind of disappointing. But he's a solid left tackle, better in protection, which fits their scheme. I'm sure Matt Ryan's quite happy with him.
0: Another not necessarily household name, but a guy that's been on the radar for a very long time, Taylor Decker. Detroit Lions tackle, he's in at number 21 for you. He's going to have an opportunity to protect Jared Goff this season.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Sewell. Uh, Sewell and Decker, to me, are going to be a really good pair of, of tackles. We mentioned Ragnow in my interior list. He was pretty high up, maybe like sixth or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. So really a good foundation, two tackles in a center to, to build around. We know that's extremely important for Goff, who really needs to be protected. Good player. I mean, I have a lot of respect for
0: Decker's game. Talk to me about Braden Smith coming in at number 20, the Indianapolis Colts offensive tackle. Kind of like I talked
1: about with Win when he was drafted, most of us just thought he's going to probably bump into guard. And Greg Cosell says this a lot, like when he's you know, talking about his draft guys. Yeah, and our, maybe he would be ideal with guard, but... Every Sunday, there's 64 tackles out there. There's not 64 body types, perfect prototype, you know, Laramie Tunsels out there that that you could plug in a tackle across the league. So some of these guys have to stay at tackle, even though maybe he would be better at guard. But he's held up really, really well and grabbed that right tackle spot in India on one of the best lines in the league from day one and really hasn't looked
0: back. I love the next guy on your list coming in at number 19, and I always root for the old guys because it makes me feel younger when someone like Andrew Whitworth at 40 years old can still be a starting offensive tackle in the NFL, has been playing in a high level for so long, Uh, multiple teams now ending his career with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, And there's talk of maybe... Hall of Fame worthy career here. He's played for so long. He's sort of, you know, like the the Frank Gore of offensive tackles with how long he's played, but he's not, you know, John Ogden or anything, but he's been so good for so long. Andrew Whitworth, one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, this is going to be his 17th year in the league. He's going to turn 40 this year. Been really, really good. You know, I mean, I, I think that Hall of Fame will definitely be a good conversation for him. I would imagine this is his last year. Um, but you know he's another one. He missed some time last year. Is is he really just you know barely hanging on? What's he going to be like at this point? Um, I do think like the Joe Thomases and Jason Peters, maybe a name or two we'll get to are you know the clear cut best tackles of this generation. But he might be right below those guys. But seventeen years of work,
0: fantastic. 18 through 1, Matt Williamson's top 25 offensive tackles heading into the 2021 season coming up. You're trying to get in shape. You're trying to get that post-pandemic summer bod back. Nutrition's a big part of it. Find something full of protein that's low in sugar instead of a sugary snack that is going to derail your diet. I'm talking about Built Bar. You can also save 15% by using promo code LOCKED15. At builtbar.com. All the old flavors, fantastic ones, some new flavors. You've seen a lot of them in that built bar bracket during March Madness. Low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, even good for a keto diet. Feel good about yourself. Have a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Great for the health conscious folks out there that can help your diet lose maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Go to BuiltBar.com, find your favorite flavors, even build your own box of Built Bars. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Another top 10 pick, 2018 selection by the 49ers, Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle, number 18 for you. So much better in the run than he has been against the past. By the way, though, seeing OTA starting up, Mike McGlinchey, he was too thin last year he put on some weight and I think Mm. that'll help him anchor uh, in pass protection and if he continues to run block the way he has among the best offensive linemen in the NFL I think that will really help his career and help him get that second contract
1: I'm glad you mentioned the weight thing because like Brian O'Neill is this way who I mentioned with Minnesota some of these guys aren't natural 310 320 pounders even though he's what six six plus and long, you know, some of these guys do not hold weight particularly well. And as the season goes on, it falls off their body. And, um, but boy, he moves well, he fits his zone running game perfectly. Um, protection was a little suspect last year, though.
0: Definitely suspect. He got his fifth year yeah. option picked up. Some people questioned if he would get that picked up just because his pass protection was bad. And, um, It's a a big one for him. He can make himself a lot of money this year if he goes up or down this list from number 18 uh, in the NFL. I, I think it
1: helps him that his uh partner in crime is on this list much higher up
0: too. Yeah. Helps absolutely. A yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. A, he's got some pretty good talent there on uh, the offensive line and in a pretty good coordinator for him and the 49ers offense could do some big things and got that rookie quarterback to protect now too. So that's important that he, he that he bulk's up and is, is strong pass protection. You know, the basketball build sometimes is is good for speed, not as good for strength in the NFL. Mm-hmm. One guy who has no problems with size, that's no. Makai Becton coming in at number 17 here. I saw a photo yesterday of Jets OTAs with McKay Beckton standing next to their first rounder from this year, Elijah Vera Tucker, who uh he's listed at 6'5" 315 or something like that. I think he might be, you know, 6'4" plus. I think he's a hair under 6'5". Makai Beckton towered over that guy. Unbelievable. Yeah. And by the way, their quarterback, Zach Wilson, was like it was like um I don't know. It was like a cloud blocking out the sun. You couldn't even see him standing behind those guys.
1: Oh, yeah. I bet Becton could like throw him on his back and just (laughs) carry him. I mean, (laughs) they they would look funny looking next to each other. And yes, he amongst big guys, he's huge. You know, even amongst huge people, I'll never forget watching him run at the combine. I don't want to overreact to those things as a football player. But he, and he needs some technique work. Don't get me wrong, especially with his pass sets. You know, they, he, he is a work in progress. But rarely, rarely do you see NFL linemen come off the ball and just manhandle and you know push defensive linemen, just beat them up. And this guy does that. I mean, like Larry Allen did it. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't happen often that NFL defensive linemen just get thrown out of the bar, just kicked out of the saloon. You yeah. know, and Becton is very capable of that.
0: And I was actually surprised because of some of that raw uh, ability in college, how well he played so early for the Jets. And he's got some special ability with his movement skills at his size and strength. And he could absolutely be uh, number one on this list at some point in the future.
1: You can't overreact to just, you know, a handful of really good plays. But I bet his highlight tape is jaw-dropping. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's rare that you love that highlight tape from an offensive lineman, and he's definitely got that going for him. Jack yeah. Conklin, Cleveland Browns offensive tackle coming in at 16 for you.
1: Yeah, we mentioned him yesterday in that Tennessee did not pick up his fifth-year option. The Browns gave him big money. Four out of five Browns are on my top list, you know, and I think Wills has a chance to surpass them all. He's a perfect brown, nasty, you know, solid right tackle, living up to the money. I was a little questioning him, wasn't sure that that was a good signing at the time because they gave him a lot of money, but he, he's very much lived up to it.
0: Fifteen from this the Dallas Cowboys, one. who have a fantastic offensive line that is, you know, was one of the league's best or the league's best for a while, going through some changes and not what it once was. But Lyle Collins, they got a steal of. Uh, everyone knows his story in the drafts and why he fell all the way yeah. to the end. And the, the Cowboys got a steal there in Lyle Collins, who comes in at number 15 for you.
1: Yeah, he's a tough one to rank because you mentioned how he came in the league. And last year, well, I guess it was 2019, he was awesome at right tackle. I mean, he's very, very talented, but you know didn't do anything last year. I mean, played zero snaps last year. He was kind of a developmental player that was developing really well Did last year stunt his growth? I don't know. And his partner in crimes would be on this list, too. He was really hard for me to rank. We'll get to him later on. But these Cowboy tackles could be awesome or maybe next year's first round picks a tackle. I'm not sure.
0: Orlando Brown goes from right tackle in Baltimore to left tackle in Kansas City. Did he have a legitimate gripe saying, you know, I am an NFL left tackle, not just a right tackle?
1: I mean, I just think he's more comfortable on that side, and he would rather play left tackle. I understand that. Um, You know, a a lot of people talk about how it's like wiping your butt with the other hand, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but the flip sides. And uh, he was fine at right tackle. He looks like a right tackle. I think those lines are much blurrier than they used to be, though. I mean, right tackles deal with phenomenal pass rushers, too. I mean, Khalil Mack and guys like that. He really was much more comfortable on the left side. That's where he played in Oklahoma. Got a chance to do it again. Realized, boy, my career would be better if I stay on that side. I guess I get it. But um, my concern, I boy, this Brown, this Chiefs line is dramatically better, and they've had a couple guys listed. Um, it's just so much different. I mean, what he's going to be asked to do in Kansas City is night and day from what he did with Baltimore.
0: That's a really good point. And you're right. You put the scouting glasses on and Orlando Brown's a right tackle all day. You're like, oh this guy's sure, a prototype sure. right tackle. But right, you know, yeah. if he's if he's as good as a left tackle, maybe a little bit more valuable. There's a very valuable quarterback he'll be blocking for uh in Kansas City there. But you're right. I didn't really think about that. Offensive style st- just stylistically everything about it, the playbook of what he'll be doing there is much different in Kansas City than was in Baltimore.
1: Right. And trust me, if you asked nine or if you asked a hundred offensive linemen, would you rather play in Baltimore scheme or Kansas City's 99 would say Baltimore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they love going forward more so than sure. going backwards, being the aggressor rather than uh, than trying to match some of the phenomenal athletes that are rushing the passer these days in the NFL. DJ Humphreys is your 13th best offensive tackle for the Arizona Cardinals coming into the 2021 season.
1: Yeah, I think there's a misconception that this is a first-round bust, and he did start his career Slow. I mean, he was, but boy, he's come on pretty well, a little bit of a late bloomer at 27 years old. He's not the biggest, thickest, you know, I mean, he's a good athlete, but he's really come along pretty well. And the more research I did, I was shocked, you know, how good this guy was, you know, so I had no problem putting him right in the middle of these racks.
0: I remember every mock draft having offensive tackles to the Cardinals last couple, I think more last year than this year. And and, and I think the Cardinals were telling us, yeah, you know what? That's not a problem for us. And Humphreys is really good. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the insiders there were saying the same thing. And I think we, we saw, saw that a little bit more last year. And maybe it, the, the Cardinals' offensive line wasn't in quite as bad a shape as we might have thought. No, I
1: think you're right. I think you're 100% right.
0: Taylor Moten, 12th best offensive tackle coming into 2021, the Panthers offensive lineman
1: one of the most overrated underrated players in the league I mean I bet there was a couple of people listening that when you said his name said hmm, what team's he on you know like <laughs> he doesn't get talked about at all um really solid good football player besides McCaffrey I mean well I mean, he's one of their best players is, is and I think he's the 12th best tackle in the league I don't have a lot to say about him and that's just kind of the unassuming nature he goes about his business but really good at what he does.
0: Part of it is because we've seen so many high-profile offensive linemen. You don't get the stats in college. You don't get the... They're on your fantasy football team. So when you're not a a first-round pick, when you're not a high pick, and he was still picked... Uh, what in the second round? He was actually the very last pick of the second round by the Panthers was in twenty seventeen. Yeah. So not you know not a top fifty pick, not a first round pick. So I think those are some of the reasons why uh, you some offensive linemen just get lost and they don't really get talked about that much. When you're just solid and your name numbers not called, and people kind of forget about you. But uh, your quarterback appreciates you out there.
1: No question. And then there's the other ones, you know, like we talked about with Humphrey, and there's gonna be a name coming up in two picks here that everyone thinks is a bust right away, and then. You know, they kind of figure things out in year three, four, or something along those lines. And we'll get to that name here in a minute, too. But uh, we got Dwayne Brown from Seattle. You talk about he's the opposite. I mean, this guy, <laughs> he's kind of like Whitworth, but he's 35 years old. Since he's been in the league, he's just been rock solid. You know, Seattle's thrilled with them. He solidified this left tackle spot. Um, really one of the – to me, also one of those tier two guys over the last – 20 years or so his name will be on a hall of fame ballot. Not sure if he gets in or not, but a
0: heck of a career an odd career too. Yeah. With him yeah, and switching yeah. teams is never good for someone's uh, there. There was the, he, he essentially was going to retire. Right. And then ends up in Seattle and is so. playing well, still at age 35, just an, an odd career for it's such a great player.
1: One of the first guys, I think that really wanted out of Houston
0: <laughs> and
1: then that kind of yes. opened that door for I others mean, to get out of there. The he I
0: saw I things about. coming, didn't he?
1: Right, right. Like, I just got to get
0: out of here. Yeah, Way ahead of the curve was Drake, was uh, Dwayne Brown there in Houston. All right, let's get to the top 10. Finish up Matt Williamson's top 25 offensive tackles for 2021. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, full swing. There's something there all season long, all summer long to bet on. But we've got NHL and NBA playoffs happening. Those are Always super fun to bet on as the summer gets started. UFC, MMA action, we've got golf tournaments, we've got horse racing. There's no end to things. You can bet on at betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, mobile device, check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Reality TV, award shows, you name it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as... Teams are in their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today, betonline.ag, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Here's one, Matt. Number 10 on your list, Garrett Bowles, the offensive tackle for the Denver Broncos an early pick that people were writing off as a bust. Yes.
1: And I give him credit. I mean, he was who I was talking about before that first round pick that turned things around dramatically was really, really good last year. And Denver gave him big money, extended him. Um, but boy, early in his career, he just screamed bust and so many penalties. Um, I I've often said this too, that if I were an owner, I would hire my head coach, and then I would hire my offensive line coach next. And whatever it cost, I would go get one of the best in the league. Yes, I'm referring to Mike Munchak, who (laughs) I don't think it's an accident. When he left the Steelers, their line has fallen off dramatically. And a guy like Bowles goes from bust to pro bowler with Mike Munchak in Denver.
0: It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Mike Munchak, there's a reason why you know his name. And there's maybe a handful of names you know from offensive line coaches around the league. And one of the best, and it's so important. It really is. It's super important. Number nine, Lane Johnson, Philadelphia Eagles, been one of the better uh, right tackles in the league for a long time. Some injury problems there, and maybe you know, maybe on the back nine of his career at this point, but uh, still playing phenomenal ball.
1: Yeah, and boy, I mean, Philly's line's been killed by injuries. Uh, he only played four hundred five snaps last year. When he's right, I still think he's in the best right tackle in the league conversation. He's another one whose combine really stands out to me. You know, he was one of the first linemen recently to just light it up with 40s and, you know, the, the, the testing drills. And he plays that way. Um, he's had a hard time staying on the field and he's 31. So I could have put him at 20. I mean, he might have a great year and he's at five next year. Uh, he was a tough one to rank.
0: One of the most impressive athletes at offensive tackle in the NFL for the last decade or so. Uh Tyron Smith, offensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. He's number eight for you on this list and kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about with the Cowboys, where like this guy was, you know, one or two on the list at some point, and, and they're just not playing at that level right now.
1: He was my hardest guy to list. And as I was sitting here thinking about that, I said the same thing for Odell Beckham when we did wide receiver rags, because it wasn't that long ago that this guy was elite. I mean, was a phenomenal, phenomenal player. But the last couple of years, and when you start looking at it, it's not just one year, it's a couple years now, which is a long time in the NFL, haven't been kind to him. but uh, So I gave him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the last sentence I wrote for his little blurb was, this ranking might be a little generous based on what Smith was in the past, ask you know I mean it's a little bit of a lifetime achievement award but it wouldn't shock me at all if he plays every game and he's one of the best left tackles in the league this year
0: yeah and and we've seen that we talked about Dwayne Brown we've seen that with the guy who's going to come up on this list too where just because they're kind of out of sight and out of mind doesn't mean that they still don't have that insane ability and get back in the right spot right situation and play at that high level that you know they can because physically they can do things that other people can't
1: yeah right right I mean a special player when he was right
0: Ronnie Stanley at number seven here. Injuries last year, one of the best pass protecting left tackles in the NFL since he came into the league.
1: Yeah. And we talked about Orlando Brown getting a chance to go to the left side. Uh, Stanley missed the second half of the season. Uh, They gave him big money just a year ago. Totally thrilled with him. Prototypical left tackle. He's the, I mean, he's like the example of the guy you draft in the top 10, plug him in at left tackle, give him a big second contract. You know, everyone's happy.
0: Yeah, and that's why when you're the Ravens and someone's willing to give you a first-round pick for Orlando Brown, you're like, cool, because we got Ronnie Stanley coming back. We'll, we'll take that yeah. first-round pick.
1: No question about it. No question about
0: it. Tristan Wirfs, what a fantastic rookie season and a move by Jason Light, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers front office, to move up one spot just to make sure they selected their offensive tackle, which was their big need going into the draft to protect Tom Brady last year. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, too, uh, among some of these physical freaks. he's a He's yeah. a marvelous athlete and came along very quickly in his first season in the NFL.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, I thought he could have been Rookie of the Year. Of course, tackles never get Rookie of the Year. Um, I said in my blurb, too, if I had to pick one offensive lineman to build around from this point forward, I think it would be worse. I mean, Quentin Nelson would be in that conversation, but uh, worse was phenomenal. Uh, you mentioned the athleticism. He's got a track and field background as, as a thrower. I think it was discus or shot put. And that, that, that's an explosion sport as well as balance, as well as a wrestling background. Like, I'm not sure I could pick two better sports to build a big offensive lineman
0: with. I remember before the draft, one of the craziest feats I've seen in a while. And if, if you don't think this sounds hard, go in the backyard and try it or go find someone with a pool and try it in a pool. I think the water was up like to his shoulders. And, There's at least
1: like chest high. Yeah. yeah.
0: And jumping out of like first of all, just jumping out of the pool with no water, I couldn't do. Like that's like not that's stupid yeah. athleticism. But while with water in it, jumping out of the water and out of the pool is just insane. No hands, you
1: know, right. Just three hundred pounds. Leave the bottom of the pool under the out to the pool deck. Right. Unbelievable.
0: Crazy. Box jump, but yeah. in a pool with water. That that's you're not supposed to be able to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan Ramchek, offensive tackle. New Orleans Saints, number five on your list.
1: I mean, talk about a Hall of Fame start to his career. He doesn't get talked about much either. First round pick, plug a minute right tackle, been basically the best right tackle in the league ever since. Quietly just kicks ass every year. You know, I mean, he's a really good player. I mean, first four seasons in the league are about as good as anyone's on this list, if not better,
0: consistent. Last pick, I believe, in round one in 2017, so, yeah. and, or maybe the second to the last pick. I, mean, I think it was last It was that pick. awesome Saints draft, the, the kamara Yeah, the Lattimore crazy good draft. Saints yeah. draft, but sometimes better be lucky than good. The Saints were on the phone with Reuben Foster, and they were going to pick him. The 49ers traded up and drafted Reuben Foster. Saints moved on to their next guy, which is Ryan Ramchek. luckily for them. Wow, wow. Like the butterfly effect of that. Yeah, it's crazy how much it changes because of those things. Uh Larry coming in at number four for you. I mean, I know a lot is made about the the Texans trade, but he's he is a good player. Like it's not his fault with what's going on with the Texans front office.
1: Yeah, I think he's best known for the bong mask and helping Miami like in a Herschel Walker like <laughs> manner.
0: the the draft day bong mask like eh, how insane was that draft
1: how insane was that yeah you talk about something getting leaked at the the perfect time obviously but he's a great player I mean he's kind of the prototypical left tackle makes it look easy light on his feet I'd like a little more toughness and nastiness out of him but so be it
0: Drew Brees not in New Orleans anymore but I mean how well protected is Jameis Winston going to be with two top five tackles uh, blocking for his left and right sides with Teron Armstead coming in at number three for you on this list.
1: Phenomenal athlete, phenomenal career. Light on his feet, yet powerful. Good in both phases. Uh, and I don't have anything bad to say
0: about Armstead. Armstead's one of those where you just draft the athlete and coach him up, and and sometimes and you hit yeah. and you get someone who's this good. He was uh, was he a? Th- I'm trying to think of where he's picked third roundish, right? I think so.
1: Small he- school. I can't remember what school it was. It Was a small. Small school, tested well, somewhat of a project. Yeah, uh, whoever the, whoever Ar- the Saints
0: line coaches deserves some credit too. Yeah, right? he he definitely does. Arkansas Pine Bluff, yeah, third round, go. number seventy five overall in twenty
1: thirteen. Yep, and you know no one jumped up and down when that pick was made, and then two years later he's a star. You know.
0: All right. Uh, the The last two here. How tough was it for you to decide who was number one? David Bakhtiari, number two for you. Green Bay Packers and Trent Williams back, taking the top spot as the best offensive tackle in the NFL for the 49ers.
1: It wasn't that hard, but I feel like Bakhtiari still got shortchanged because he's awesome. I mean, I, 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 what I wrote about him was he's really been the gold standard for pass protection now for what, eight years or something. And Rogers helps a little, but they just leave Bakhtiari alone and don't help him. And, you know, snap after snap, he shuts his guy down. And then, he really improved as a run blocker last year. So is he getting better?
0: Yeah, I mean, is so good, just so sound. He oh, doesn't man. get beat, but the one thing he, he just doesn't quite have is the level of special ability that Trent Williams has, and, and Williams right. has been doing it so well for so long. He was young, early entry into the draft, like I think 20 years old, I think, coming in, so it feels like he's been around for a long time, but he's not like he's 40. He's going to be 33 years old this year, which, which isn't young anymore, but uh, I was blown away, and maybe he had some fresh legs because he sat out the year before. But, man, just awesome. that physical ability, the strength, the athleticism he still has to be able to get out on some of those zone runs and block people on the move and, and just crush guys and soul-crushing blocks at times. So, like, uh, he just, he's just so good.
1: Oh, he's so good. And uh, I don't have much more to add than what you said, but I thought early in his career he got overshadowed by Tyron Smith a little bit in the NFC East um, and was always kind of a second fiddle to Smith, who was awesome at that point and it makes you not realize that just how freaky Williams is. I mean, I think if that guy comes out in the draft, he's a top-five pick all day long, you know, every, every, every year. Uh, he just got paid very, very well, highest-paid offensive lineman in the league. He will be 33 coming up here, though. So, you know, he's he's been around the block, but some of these freaky guys just can play and play and play.
0: I got the feeling, and he did get that new contract, I got the feeling he's going to play with longer than I thought when the 49ers traded for him. Yeah. But he has had a lot of injuries in his career and he did miss a couple of games last year and in fact he's only played 16 games twice in his NFL career since 2010 and he hasn't missed a ton of games. He did sit out in in 2019 but you know, he's he gets nicked up a lot. So that's the thing to worry about if you're a 49ers fan with Trent Williams, but it it's not his ability, that's for sure.
1: No, and his play on the field is phenomenal. He had that weird spat with Washington's um training staff remember like didn't trust them and what did he have some kind of growth on his head or something. And uh, there was, there was a stretch there that nobody trusted the doctors in Washington and yeah. he was, public about
0: it yeah very public and he didn't trust them it's part of the reason why he sat out in 2019 and uh it was like a cancerous growth on his head and everything was taken care of eventually but he just didn't trust and he wasn't the only one. like that was the the alex smith stuff with there there was a lot going on with that training staff and and he had pretty good reason not to trust what was going on there
1: yeah i mean looking back i mean i'm siding with the player
0: on that spat absolutely all right good stuff that's fun it's hard you know it's funny uh Dwayne Brown and Trent Williams both at the time were like what's this guy doing I'm not so sure and you look back and like oh yeah I, I'm with the player 100% those uh, are actually smart <laughs> right. moves get on that part here.
1: yeah get me out I know a thing or two <laughs> all right offensive linemen are smarter than you think yeah, they are
0: yeah they are <laughs> and you have to be you have to be tough and smart that's where it all begins tough and, and then you yep. become a and you're a physical freak on top of it at 300 plus pounds and then you get some of the guys on this list
1: yep I mean I say that all the time that the Maybe the scouting takeaway that I took away most from my time with the Browns, which was something that was really driven home from the Ravens staff, is offensive linemen, if you're tough and you're smart, you're going to play a long time and you're going to be really hard to get off the field. Just have enough athleticism. And then when you pump the plus traits on top of that, then you get
0: great players. Totally agree. It's a great lesson there. Good stuff. Great list. Matt, if you have any problems with that list, hit up Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. And I'm at BD Peacock. You can tag us, get involved in our Twitter segments whenever we do those Tuesdays and sometimes filter it in other days. And Matt, I think coming up this week, we're going to do our fantasy mock draft, right? Take a look at the the fantasy football world and maybe do a little mock with the two of us and see how we see things shaping up in 2021 from a fantasy perspective.
1: Yeah, I'm psyched to do it because I have not made... You know, like I've looked at lists and be like, oh, I'd have this guy higher than that guy. But when you actually have to make a pick, that's when your list really gets formed. Like, you know, when, when it's time, you're on the clock and I'm torn between these two running backs, you really know who you like better. And this will be my first go at it for 2021.
0: And how strategies change that, knowing yep. how deep or how not deep a position group is can really change things. And, and might make you go away from what you would think one, two, three, four, five big board would look like.
1: And if anyone has a great idea of how to structure this, send us a tweet as well. I mean, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do this mock. Are we going to compete against other you know, against each other in some way? For sure, I'm just not exactly sure how we're going to set it up
0: yet. Yeah, we could draft multiple teams, or we could uh, you know have a simulation where we only draft one team and then go over what those picks were. So we'll, we're working on format, but that's coming up later this week. Yep, yep, yep. It'll be fun. Talk to you then, right here, Peacock and Williamson.